American aid worker Kaya Muller, who was very vocal in expressing her disapproval of human misery in Syria, was unfortunately abducted by Islamist militants. According to reports, she had traveled from across the Turkish border to visit a hospital in Aleppo as part of her humanitarian work in the Syrian region. She was accompanying a contractor from the Doctors Without Borders group who had requested her assistance for the trip to the hospital. The woman, Kyla Mahler, was taken by Islamic State operatives during the road trip to Aleppo and was held captive for over 17 months in Raqqa. She was housed in Islamic State leader Abu Sayyaf's house as a prisoner for Baghdadi, who repeatedly raped her. According to sources, Baghdadi's jihadi cohorts even ripped out Muller's fingernails before informing her that she would be forcibly married to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Ironically, a marriage is considered Islamic only if the woman consents to it, which means that Baghdadi's forced marriage and rape of Muller was entirely un-Islamic. Strangely, Baghdadi claims he is a leader of Muslims around the world. The Islamic State later claimed that Muller died as a result of Jordanian airstrikes in the region. Though U.S. officials confirmed her death, they denied that any Jordanian airstrikes had been carried out that day, which means that Muller's death is still unexplained and mysterious. Many believed she was murdered by the Islamic State. Young Yazidi woman, Muna, personally recounted how she was tortured by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. She narrates how she was chosen to become Baghdadi's sex slave, after the Mount Sinjar siege in 2014-61, Yazidi women were taken hostage by the Islamic State, ranging from the ages of 9 to 22. After being held captive for two nights by five militants at a property in the Islamic State capital, Raqqa, Baghdadi himself arrived to choose his slave. He was accompanied by his 30-year-old Kurdish son-in-law and bodyguard named Mansour. After selecting Muna as his sex slave, Baghdadi transported her to a two-story house located in the center of Raqqa, where he lived with three other wives, three sons, and three daughters. However, Muna explained that Baghdadi's wives were not docile either. She said the wives were always worse than Baghdadi. They were always telling the children that they were lazy and beating them. When Muna attempted to escape, she was unfortunately recaptured by Islamic State guards and returned to Baghdadi. To punish her, he severely beat her with a belt and a garden hoe, causing multiple injuries on her body. He also slapped her till her nose bled, telling her that she belongs to the Islamic State. She also shared that one beating by Baghdadi was so horrific that it left her with a dislocated shoulder and resulted in bone fractures on her friend's face. Eventually, she managed to escape her torture. In October 2015, it emerged that Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi had announced horrific and warped ideas about sex, encouraging Islamic State fighters to sexually abuse women. According to the report, he wrote a letter claiming that a woman could become Muslim if she was raped by at least 10 Islamic State fighters which rapists are using as justification for their crimes. This letter led to the terrifying rape of 22-year-old Noor. She revealed that a jihadist showed her Baghdadi's letter 
as justification for the brutal rape that was to follow. She said, he showed me a letter and said, this shows any captured women will become Muslim if 10 ISIS fighters rape her. There was a flag of ISIS and a picture of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. As she recounted, she was then also raped by 11 other jihadists, claiming it was to fulfill the ideology described by Baghdadi. He also shared what the rapist said. ISIS fighters told us, this is the rule of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and we must do it. They said, anyone who doesn't convert to Islam, we will kill the males and marry the girls. They are the spoils of war. Confirmed by a United Nations official that has been revealed that the Islamic State, led by Baghdadi, has released a sex slave price list to be used as a reference for captured women and children. This list even includes a price for toddlers, with the price being highest for a captured slave who is one year old. The bidders include Islamic State fighters and also rich Middle Easterners. The UN official, Zena Bangura, confirmed the authenticity of the sex slave price list and said... The girls get peddled like barrels of petrol. One girl can be sold and bought by five or six different men. Sometimes these fighters sell the girls back to their families for thousands of dollars of ransom. As political experts explain how this unethical strategy of using rape is being used to create a warped bond among the soldiers who practice it. Bangura said that the Islamic State said this about the Islamic State. They have a machinery, they have a program... They have a manual on how you treat these women. They have a marriage bureau which organizes all of these, quote, marriages and the sale of women. They have a price list. And the last, yet the most bone-chilling, Islamic State sex offense would be the shocking rape handbook released by the militant group. Comprising of sickening rules on how to rape women captives, this set of rules does not follow true Islam in any way. To summarize the startling rape sex rules that Islamic State fighters are encouraged to follow, here is a concise list. I'm not going to read this to you. You can look it up. The links are below. Baghdadi was directly involved in atrocities and human rights violations conducted by the Islamic State, ISIS, ISIL. These include genocide of Yazidis in Iraq, extensive sex slavery, organized rape, floggings, and extensive executions. He directed terrorist activities and massacres. He embraced brutality as part of the organization's propaganda efforts, producing videos displaying mass crucifixions, sex slavery, and executions via hacking, stoning, and burning. Was he a monster created by the invasion of Iraq, which his grandfather had to suffer through? Was he radicalized by his incarceration? No to the latter. Who knows to the former? This is the man killed by the military under Trump. This doesn't end things. There'll be blowback. It continues on and on. But nonetheless, this is the man killed by Trump's forces, by America's forces. 
How do the mainstream media report on this? You know, the mainstream media that has had such horrific things to say about me, the Washington Post, the New York Times, you name it, have repeatedly asserted that I am one of the worst people around, a terrible man with terrible ideas and terrible actions. Now, this man, al-Baghdadi, has been killed. He was chased down a tunnel, begging and crying and screaming and whimpering. He got to the end of the tunnel. He detonated his suicide vest, killing himself and his three children. Boy, you know, if I'm a bad guy, imagine how they're going to write about this guy. Can you? Let's find out, shall we? Enough teasing. According to the New York Times, al-Baghdadi had a spiritual gift, you see. We are familiar with the atrocities his group carried out, and are used to thinking of Baghdadi as a criminal and a thug, but those who knew him as a teen and as a young man described him as having a spiritual gift. The owner of the first mosque he attended described him like this. His soul was connected to the mosque. Mr. Mr. Ismail recalled how, without being prompted, al-Baghdadi, Nam Dugur he adopted when he became a militant, would lead the other boys in cleaning the house of worship, dragging the carpets outside, hosing them down, and placing them on the roof to dry. And he quickly outdid the other boys in memorization and recitation of scripture. Good God. Whatever criticisms you may have of me, I have done good deeds in my public life. I have convinced thousands and thousands of parents to stop spanking. I've helped keep marriages together. I've given free philosophical advice for over 15 years to thousands of people. I've inspired people to leave dangerous and radical organizations. I have turned around people who are suicidal. I've helped save people from depression. And by me, I mean philosophy, but I'm the conduit. I have opposed endless war. I have opposed the military-industrial complex. I have opposed endless debt. I have opposed the propagandizing and programming of children in schools. I opposed the murder of millions of Muslims in the Middle East. Hundreds of thousands, let's say. Who knows? I opposed the dismantling of Libya. I opposed the invasion of Iraq. I oppose the endless war, wars. I am for ending the empire and withdrawing America from the 700 plus military bases around the world. Whatever criticisms you may have of me, I have done just a little bit of good in my public career. Now go and look at, say, Wikipedia or the Washington Post or the New York Times or other newspapers that write about me and see if there's one tiny sunlit crack in the demonic clouds that they throw over my reputation. Just see. Just go and have a look. I invite you. One positive thing. No. Nothing. But you see, this 
man who oversaw torture, hand amputation for thieves, stoning to death of women, putting people in cages, burning them to death, drowning them, filming it for the world, filming it with drones and underwater cameras as they scream out their last bubbled breath. Him they find good things to say about. I, you see, as a philosophical podcaster, am unredeemed and unredeemable. But this man, you see, he has a spiritual gift. He cleaned carpets. What did the Washington Post, which has written negatively about me, without a shred of sunlight, what does the Washington Post write in its obituary? Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. I'm called a white supremacist. Never said any such thing. I've constantly reaffirmed I don't believe in any supremacy between ethnicities or races. No such thing as racial supremacy. It's a crazy concept. It makes no sense. It's false. It's immoral. Nonetheless, I get called this. This man... This terrorist, this mass murderer, this mass rapist, this enabler of a direct and vicious and destructive and woman and child mutilating rape culture is merely an austere religious scholar. Michael Bloomberg. A Democrat, of course, sharing the communist and extremist Islamist hatred of Christianity. Democrat Michael Bloomberg wrote this. Islamic state leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. Democracy dies in darkness, says the Washington Post. R.I.P. Any sense of virtue or ethics or value or truth or honor of the Washington Post. This day of days. The 27th of October, 2019. This is how they describe this man. I hope that this helps you understand why they hate people like me. Why they love, or at least support, or at least whitewash people like this. And in Canada, where instructions went out to the Muslims to vote liberal, Justin Trudeau, has said about the murder of this monster absolutely nothing.